Aloe Black is a singer, songwriter, producer, best known for his singles, I Need a Dollar, and performing the vocals on Avicii's Wake Me Up, which topped the charts in 22 countries and has over 1.5 billion views on YouTube. In the film America's Musical Journey, narrated by Morgan Freeman, we follow Aloe Black through the history of American music and discover the racial and cultural influences. In this interview, we talk about his own inspirations. We find out how losing his job during the recession paved the way for his music career, how he writes music and how he saves all those ideas, and his take on the music business, how money is the gatekeeper and it's driven by teenage desires. It is a thoughtful and insightful interview. This is Chaotic Creative with Aloe Black. We're gonna start off with the idea of marrying visuals to music. Yeah. Uh, even though we're gonna talk about the film, what makes a good visual for a song in this film and also in, when you're making music video for yourself? Oh, wow. You know, I think a good visual for a song is one that stands on its own. That's something I tell uh, my team all the time is if we can make a video that doesn't need the music to tell a story, then we've done something really uh, strong. It's art that stands by itself. Um, does it have to relate to the song? Not necessarily. It just has to be a, be a good piece of art. The song should live on its own and stand for itself as well. When they come together and they, they tell a bigger story and, and uh, create a message that's, um, you know, that lasts forever, that's huge. Like when I did Wake Me Up, you know, Avicii had his version of the music video and then I had my version of music video. In my version of the music video, we told the story of immigration, which is a story that is, you know, close to, close to me because my parents are immigrants to the United States. I'm a first generation American. And a lot of my friends are, you know, first generation or immigrants. So we wanted to broach the discussion. That's where you have a visual that doesn't necessarily match the lyric or the, the song, but we made it work and we told a much bigger and I think compelling story. Talk about immigration. So my parents are from East Africa. And when I watched this movie, it was very much, uh, I felt, at the focus of how uh, African culture influenced American music. Yeah. What is your thoughts on the idea of cultural appropriation, or the word I said earlier, cultural appreciation? What's the difference? When is it okay? What do you think is happening in this movie, in America's musical journey? Was it appropriation or was it appreciation? Man, I, I don't know about definitions on either. Um, I think that in this particular movie, and I don't know when it's okay. I mean, I think at the end of the day, capitalism kind of determines what will and won't happen in the world. It all div it comes down to the almighty dollar. So whether it's okay or it's not okay, it's going to happen anyway. I mean, look at all of the things that have happened in this world just for the dollar from you know, wonderful things like philanthropy and charity that saves lives in medical uh, field to modern day slavery and historic slavery. You know, everything revolves around the dollar. Whether it's okay or not, you know, we, our, our morals will tell us. And uh, in this film, we discuss the history of the roots of American music and we, f we go back to looking at what cultures and, uh, and uh, people brought sounds and styles. And so there's this, the discussion of, you know, enslaved people from Africa bringing their melodic and rhythmic sensibilities um, with them and the mixture of that with the new environment and, and then European culture, cultural music that helped to develop uh, jazz and 
country music and then everything else that you could imagine. For yourself, what are the inspirations that you look to? Like I was reading something about a story, it was like when you were a kid you told your dad, I want Michael Jackson's bad, and he came back with an LL Cool J album, and that, cited, uh, that started as an inspiration for you. Uh, what are your musical inspirations that's kind of crafted your sound as you jump from soul uh, to rap uh, to where you are now? Yeah, my, my background with music is many and varied. Uh, you know, I grew up listening to everything from the pop music that was on the radio um, to the salsa and merengue, calypso, reggae, soca, all the Caribbean music that my parents would listen to in the home. And then my friends in the neighborhood that I grew up with, a lot of their parents listened to classic rock, so I heard all of those songs. And then when I started playing the trumpet, I started learning symphonic songs, so learning orchestral music and classical. And, uh, and then, you know, over time, and also being into hip hop really heavily, you know, learning a lot about hip hop music and, and, and falling in love with that as well. So it's been everything that you could imagine except for like death metal. No, no death metal influence in there? There has been no death metal influence in my music. <laughs> Janet Jackson's Black Cat as hard as it gets? <laughs> uh, my sister, I would have heard it through the wall. Yeah? Oh, she was into the death metal? <laughs> yeah, oh. no. Um, the trumpet, what did you, why, what was your experience learning the trumpet? Did you choose that instrument or did like band class choose that for you? Um, I wanted to, I wanted to play an instrument. I think part of me was just trying to get out of class so I could not be in the regular music class. Yeah. So I went to go and do uh, the, to the multi-purpose room where they had the band and I looked at the instruments. I, I don't know what my, my thought process was. It was probably something along the lines of, I've seen that instrument before. I think it's a cool instrument, and it has fewer keys than all the others. Yeah. And so I assumed it was an easy one to play. Of course, I had seen Louis, Louis Armstrong playing it and, and singing, so I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah, Louis Armstrong is featured heavily in the film, but one of the instruments that I thought was really interesting was when Morgan Freeman, who narrates the film, says, uh, or was it you who said it? It's that some people just didn't have money, and they used turntables as, I think it was you who said it. Was it you or no? Yeah, no, I, I said it. I mean, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's a, it's you don't a, need money, that was the instrument people used back then. It's a, it's a watered down version of how hip hop started in New York, but mm. you know, for the most part, there were turntables available with all of the music available to a community that readily was, instruments weren't available. So that's what uh, ended up being their source of music and, and collaborative effort in creating music. Well, working as an artist, how important is it uh, for people to not focus on money? Um, I read somewhere that when you lost your job in the recession from accounting, you're like, I'm going to just do music until the next job comes along. Money was not an issue. For people who are trying to build a career, uh, or cultivate their craft, what would you say to them about, you know what, like, don't focus on the dollars, but focus on another way to get that craft honed? I would definitely suggest anyone that wants to make music or any kind of art to just make the art on their own time when they are uh, settled and sorted with their finances. If you've got a day job, do your day job. Use real life to inspire the work that you do as an artist, because once you become a full-time artist and you can support yourself, that's a, it's a great life, it's like living the dream, it's beautiful, but um, you know, I don't, think, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with participating in the body republic as a citizen and getting a job and paying your taxes and doing what everyone else does. I think it's, that's normal. 
you know, it's okay to be normal. And then you can be superhuman when you've, uh, <laughs> when you've achieved the goal of making a career out of your art. What is your process for creating your art? Do you have like a time where you're like, I'm gonna spend two hours a day doing music. Do you block that off or do you just kind of wait for inspiration to strike you? How does that work? I generally wait for inspiration to strike. It strikes yeah. almost every day. I write everything down. I never throw anything away because all of the ideas can be used in some puzzle piece situation later. You never know when this couplet that I wrote in the middle of song A will be extracted and, and thrown into a completely different song later. And so everything has value. Um, even the, the smallest or, you know, quote-unquote dumbest ideas have value in some way. I mean, listening to the radio, I, I hear a lot of ideas that my friends and I might have come up with just joking around and thinking they were dumb, and people are actually uh, selling them as, as uh, proper widgets in the marketplace. So I figure everything has value. How do you keep track of that? Like, do you like, use, like, a voice recorder? Or? Voice recorder, memos in my phone. Um, uh, back in the day before we had smartphones, I used to call my voicemail and leave messages on my voicemail and then go home and record the ideas. Um, it's just nowadays everything's so much easier because I can, I can record it on my phone, it's up in the cloud, I'll never lose it. And do you make a, like a, a point every single day to go back and review the no, notes? No, there's a million notes, just like photos you take on your phone. You never, <laughs> you never look at them again. You never look at them again, but right. the real strong ones don't even leave. They stick in your mind. They, they're like, they're always there all the time. So right. the really strong ones always uh, rise to the top when you go into a session. It's like, wake me up. I knew I had these bomb lyrics. So I went into the session and I just, I went with the lyrics. You know what I mean? I, I knew I had to come and deliver. I knew I had a short amount of time. So... I said, this is the best thing I got right now. Let me just do this rather than try to write something and like maybe it's 75% strong. I'd rather go with, I know this is 100%. Let's do it. Morgan Freeman says in the film that, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. He's like, radio is like what the internet is today. How do you think that the internet now as compared to when, the, when we talk about the nascence of music in the film, how is it disrupting the music industry today when people no longer have the gatekeeper, um, they can get their ideas, they can get their voice out there? How does that help people's careers? So, you know, money is still the gatekeeper, unfortunately. Um, like I say, money will determine everything. And so the gatekeepers in the past used to force the music down up upon us. That's why, you know, some artists that were famous you know, or, or popular five years ago can't even get a break because they're just not hip and they weren't hip to begin with and they weren't cool to begin with but the industry thought that's what we wanted and we can only buy what's on the shelf nowadays there's no shelf right you can just go into the sea of music and grab whatever you want now here's the here's the issue the issue is that you get um, a lot of traffic from I was a teenager once, so forgive me when I, when I you, know, you know, kind of uh, um, say this, but a lot of the traffic is driven by teenagers. Mm -hmm. Their palates aren't fully developed. So they're going to consume, they're going to consume material that is not gourmet. They're going to consume whatever's fast or whatever appeals to their immediate interests. And what is a teenager's interest? Rebellion, sex, drugs, whatever's, whatever's rebellious. Right now, the most rebellious music in the U.S. 
is coming out of the hip-hop genre. It's no longer punk rock. That's not, that's not rebel music. Rebel music is tattoos on your face. Rebel music is talking about every pill and drug that you can and every prurient act that you can, right? So that's what's going to be popular. Is it necessarily what consumers want? Who are the real consumers? The parents paying for the streaming service. But who are the, who are the people causing the traffic? The teenagers, right? Does that, that ends up driving the music industry. So all the executives are like, oh, the, the most streams are going to this kind of music. That means we need to sign this kind of music. So then what does that do to people, let's say in Nashville, who are writing the best songs ever in history and giving them to the best voices in the marketplace, all of this amazing content, this amazing music, this art is not being valued the same because the consumption is not there because the streams are all going to this developing palette teenage base, right? right? So we have a, I think we have a huge issue in this technological era where the services haven't figured out who the real customer is, right? The real customer is the person paying for the service, not the person using the service. And that's what I think we need to start uh, paying attention to. The industry should pay attention to it as well. And of course, you know, there's a, there's a bit of trepidation for me because I, I feel like where does my music fit in where I'm writing, you know, great lyrics, working with the best musicians, and all of this art is being missed for the the the, the confound in the, in the machine, which is that Yes, you get a lot of streams from teenagers, but are they the marketplace to be paying attention to? Are they the real consumer? I think Amazon has the best model. Amazon's model is like, you come to us to listen to music, and here's all this other stuff in the store that you can buy. Like, you, you walk, get the music through the gift shop, whereas on Spotify, it's just the music. So I think the reason I bring that up is because you get a better, I think you get a better base of who the real consumers are from different platforms and you can see, okay, these are the people actually spending money. This is where the real value is. Let's cater to the people actually spending money, not just the people, um, you know, incessantly and gluttonously streaming. So then what happens when you want to affect social change or if you're an artist that represents a culture or a voice that Man, I'm going to stop you right there. I, you think about how much noise I got to make it through. Yeah. Think about how much noise I got to make through. Yeah. I, I don't even want to jog in my neighborhood because the only people I ever see getting pulled over in my neighborhood are black folks and I live in a rich neighborhood. So I see a black kid on the, on the sidewalk with, his, with uh, handcuffs on. I don't want to go jogging in my neighborhood. I don't know which, which person's going to look out their window and think, I don't belong there. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm making music, I'm trying to let cops know everything that you see on TV, that TV shows and all these different roles that black folks play or that you see in the media about black folks is wrong. There's a guy who is honest, clean, safe. That's me. And there's a lot of, a lot of me out there. And the guy that you're pulling over right now is probably that guy too. But you've been given the wrong message because media gives you all these other reasons to believe otherwise. So I've got to cut through all of that noise with my music 
and then my personality, and then my statements in media and in, in, in interviews, to even just even make an inkling of, of an idea. You know what I'm saying? To like just imagine like what a 15-year-old who at age 25 is going to be a police officer growing up with this era of hip hop is going to think about people of color. Man, I got a I got a big job. Though. It's a big job. So then going back to America's musical journey, when I watched this movie and I saw Morgan say the thing about this era and he was talking was somewhere in the middle of the film and he's like it was born out of a difficult time uh, and there was a lot of hatred and I felt it was kind of softening the edges of really what was underlyingly meant. How do you think that this film will be received and how do you hope it is received to change people's perceptions in regards to what you're just talking about? I think about? the film is an awesome opening uh, to the discussion around music, around um, culture and other underlying factors that the, the film addresses. Um, it's definitely not the the full story. It's just a it's just a an introductory level, and it's going to be available for young folks to watch and for people who go to the IMAX theaters around the world to see. Um, but it's definitely not the deep conversation. I think this is where that happens. You know, the, after watching the film, you know, being able to go into depth on some of the undertones uh, that were mentioned in the film. But of course, there's there's a lot more to to, the, to how hip hop started than than uh, what we say in the film, but you know, it's also it's a family family show. You got to work with a bunch of artists. Gloria Estefan uh, was one. There's obviously a different culture than yours. Uh, what did you learn from her and the other artists in the film that you applied to your music and then you still carry forward beyond the context of just this film? Um, there was a really special moment with meeting Gloria Estefan where I played the song that I was writing throughout the production of the film and um, she heard the lyric in the second verse and she really liked it and I and so because of that I took that lyric and I swapped it and put it at the top of the song mm -hmm. um, just because I felt like if she really liked it it must be must be something that's pretty strong and you should lead with your strongest um, but uh, you know meeting all these folks on the on the road Ramsey Lewis John Batiste um, Dr. John it was all a special opportunity to, to get an idea of and, and, and learn a little bit more about their history in music and uh, what they felt about the history of this particular kind of music that they made. Um, collaboration is a lot of part of the film, but even for you, I think like your big breakout was working with Avicii, uh, like over a billion views. Why uh, and how is when working with other artists uh, and taking from other people's influences, taking two things, coming together, and like the idea of one plus one equals three, not two. It's like something greater is born out of the collaboration. What, how, do, how does that manifest in your work? Well, every day, every day and all the time. So um, when I'm writing a song, I might be in a session with another artist and you know, they'll have ideas, I'll have ideas, and we put them together, but then things start to really gel and manifest and like, you get to the point where you have a topic that is undeniable, you get to the point where you have lyrics that are that are pretty undeniable. And you just gotta come up with great melodies and, and great um, you know, chord progressions and, and rhythms around it. And it's a magical uh, experience because out of nothing you create something that can affect so many people around the world. For people who are starting out in this business, what would you recommend as advice for them to do to get their voice heard and let them rise above that noise that you mentioned? 
say something relevant, say something that matters um, to, to other people. People want to feel like the best version of themselves all the time. That's why we buy the clothes we buy. That's why we listen to the music we listen to. We watch the movies we, we engage. We buy the cars we buy. Um, we just want to f create the, the person that we intend to be. And I say, use your music to be the person you intend to be. Because, because you're not who you were. You are who you're going to be tomorrow and the next day and the next day. That's what people, what, that's what you want to live in and you, that you want people to see. That's awesome. Thank you so very much for your time. Appreciate that. Use your music to be the person that you intend to be. How does that quote apply to what you're working on right now? Let me know in the comments below or rate and review this episode. If you want to find out more about the film, go to americasmusicaljourney.com. And if you want to hear Aloe Black's new music, go to aloeblack.com, A-L-O-E-B-L-A-C-C.com. And if you want to hear more from creatives who are making it in the entertainment industry, subscribe to Chaotic Creative.